Before we get into the podcast, I just want to take a minute to tell you a little bit about our Rockstar Coaching Course. The Rockstar Coaching Course is not your typical coaching course, guys. This is an eight-week online coaching course that you as the box owner head coach will go through with your entire team together. I created this course because as much as I've gotten value over the years through courses like the level one, level two, level three, and specialty seminars, I've always felt like something was missing when it came time to translate that information back into a great class experience and in turn a successful gym. As a box owner and coach, I quickly found that soft skills like group management, relationship building, and communication skills were far more important to building a successful gym. So I created the Rockstar Coaching Course to put all those skills in a single course and to do it in a way where an entire team of coaches can do it together, not just the owner or one or two coaches going off and doing it on their own. So if you're a box owner and you're looking to develop a stronger and more cohesive team, upgrade your class experience, confidently coach less classes, and retain more members, then this is the course for you. If you sign up today, use code 7 at checkout, and not only will you receive $100 off, but you'll also receive two 45-minute coaching calls with myself to troubleshoot any area of your coaching and your team development, as well as lifetime access to the course. Head over to sevenfigurebox.com slash course to learn more and sign up. Hey guys, welcome to the Seven Figure Box podcast. My name is Andrew Frezza, and today we're going to be talking about the importance of remembering names. And remembering names is one of the most overlooked parts of becoming a great coach. It's one of the simplest things that you can do to become a better coach. It's not easy to do, but it's a simple thing that you can do to instantly become a better coach with all the athletes that you work with, is to remember and use their names more often. And this is something that's fresh in my mind since we just hired a new coach recently. And it's the number one thing that we're working on with this new coach is remembering and using more people's names. And we do that with all of our coaches. Our number one thing that we tell all of our coaches is get into classes, be around the gym as much as you can, and remember as many names as you can over these next few weeks because you have a really small window to learn as many names as possible. And it's, it's great to get that out of the way when people are really understanding of the fact that you're new and you're, you're learning names and there's a good chance that you're going to forget their name when you first learn it. But if you're putting in the effort, it really goes a long way. And we believe that names are the gateway to a strong relationship. That's why we harp on it so much. And we believe that ultimately we're in the relationship business. We're not in the fitness business. And I see a lot of coaches out there that are still trying to use their technical knowledge as a crutch, or they're trying to go to certification after certification after certification to build that credibility as a way of kind of replacing strong relationship building skills. And one of the things that we have to realize is that coaching doesn't happen from afar. It happens in a very intimate one-on-one environment, even in the group setting. And that if we want people to value our expertise, the number one way we can do that is to show them that we value them. And the easiest way to show that we value someone else is to learn and remember their name and to use it often. That's really the buy-in to a good relationship and to being able to go deep with your coaching is to know someone's name. That's really the bare minimum. If you don't have that, it's almost impossible to go beyond that. And I know that really well. I know that really intimately because when I first started coaching, I honestly did a really poor job of it. When I first started coaching, I was coaching at three different gyms at once. 
I'd applied to a bunch of different gyms and uh, three of them were able to offer me part-time work. I was working at CrossFit Key Biscayne, I was working at CrossFit Siege and CrossFit CVI all at the same time. And two of those gyms, because we were in South Florida, two of those gyms had a lot of Spanish speakers in the gym. Some of them didn't speak any English at all. And some of them spoke a little bit of English, but Spanish was their primary language. And I don't really speak much Spanish at all. And when I first started coaching, I used that as an excuse to really not learn people's names to the degree that I could have. You know, I may not have been able to converse with these people really well, but there's still no excuse for me not learning their names and knowing it. And I know that I was not as good of a coach as I could be in those two environments. I still probably did a decent job. And, you know, for a lot of people, they wouldn't have noticed those things. But for me, especially looking back, I notice. I can look back at being at CrossFit CVI and the strength of the relationships I had there. Consistently across the board, I had stronger relationships there because I didn't have that language barrier and I was not afraid to ask people's names and use it often. And it made a big difference with that gym. Um, another example that, that I've been a part of is seeing Ben Bergeron at work. And we had the uh, really the blessing to be able to host his comp train camp down here. And then I was able to help and, and work and coach at the one that they hosted in Boston about a year ago. And it was really cool to see what Ben did with his camp of, of trying to learn everyone's names within the first hour of that camp. And what they do is they run something that they call the Katrin warm-up, which is basically, you can think of it like an EMOM type warm-up that runs anywhere from like 25 to 35 minutes. And during this EMOM warm-up, Ben will stake himself out at one of the stations, usually it's something like a row station, and he will just go through everybody and learn their names, ask them their names, use their names multiple times. He might ask the same person their name four, five, six times over and over again throughout this long catcher and warm up. And by the end of it, he knows pretty much everyone's names. By the end of the first day, he's pretty much got everyone down. And this is someone who's at the top of his game. He works with some of the best athletes in the world and he doesn't he could get by without learning everybody's names. But he actually told me specifically that in the past at previous camps they tried to get rid of the catcher and warm up or they tried to do without it they were they were unsure if doing that long warm up was kind of worth the bang bang for its buck because there's so much they want to jam pack into those weekends and the one camp that they tried not doing it it made a huge difference and the experience was way worse he felt like it was because he didn't know the names that's actually his chance not only to show people how they warm up but to learn everyone's names. And because he didn't spend that time at the beginning of the weekend to learn it, he felt like he had a much, much less impact throughout the weekend with those individuals because he didn't know their names. And this is coming from someone who's at the top of his game and they make a game out of it. When we were there, you know, by the second day, we were testing each other to see if everyone knew everyone else's names. Um, among the coaching staff. So it's that important to them that not only that he remembers it, but everyone that's working for him is trying to remember and use names all the time. If someone like Ben Bergeron can remember 30 to 40 names in a matter of a few hours, there's really no excuse for us to not know every single athlete's name in every single class that we coach. And I'm not saying that you guys are gonna be perfect with this. There's plenty of times that I still forget names but utilize your resources, utilize your staff. We have a front desk staff, so if I don't know someone's names, I'm gonna go right up to that per, our front desk staff and ask them the name. 
If they don't know it, I'm going to ask one of my fellow coaches. And if they don't know it, I'll go right up to that person and say, hey, I'm so sorry. I forgot your name. I know I've coached you a few times, but could you just remind me your name? I'm Andrew. And a lot of the times that person's forgotten your name, so they completely get it. A lot of us think that we're bad with names or we just don't put the effort into learning names. So when you ask someone, you know, hey, or you tell someone, hey, I forgot your name. Can I have your name again? They don't really see it as a bad thing because most of the time they've forgotten your name. And as long as you're putting in the effort, it really goes a long way. And that's much better than the flip side of you going weeks or months or years of not using that person's name because you never had the balls to ask them. And if you're someone who wants to use that excuse of I'm bad at names, then the truth is that you really have never put any effort into learning people's names or you don't put effort into it on an ongoing basis and that's why you're bad at it. 99% of the people that you talk to are gonna tell you they're bad at remembering names. But it's a skill just like any other, just like nutrition, just like training. If you don't put time and effort into it, you're not gonna be better at it. So I wanna give you guys some quick tips, some quick tools to be better at it so you can really shorten that time frame it takes to hear someone's name and to learn it and have it down pat. Because ideally, we wanna to get to the point where we learn, we hear someone's name once and we have it. Again, if we can remember someone's name and use it their first full class, if we can remember it and, and greet them with excitement and their name the second time they show up to the gym, it goes such a long way with that person. So some quick tips for remembering names. When you first learn someone's name, or you're first being introduced to someone for the first time, try to get a visual picture of the person first, okay? So take a look at their, their features, take a look at their face, their body, Grasp the entire picture of that person so that way you have a name to associate to a visual picture because a lot of us when we're remembering stuff are much more visual than anything else and some of the best memory champions, that is a thing, memory champions in the world, they actually imagine, they'll imagine like a path on a sidewalk and they'll imagine stuff, they'll associate stuff with what they see on the side of the sidewalk or what's on the uh, what's in the middle of the sidewalk. They'll visually picture it and they'll visually picture it like a path or some other kind of uh, portrait that they're painting in their heads. And we are gonna do much better visually than we are by just trying to um, repetitively hammer something home, okay? Repetition is good, but the visual stuff will help us bring it back when we're uh, you know days later or weeks later and we're trying to recall that person's name. So that's first thing, get that visual picture of that person. Once you hear their name, you want to immediately use it in that conversation as much as possible without being incredibly awkward about it. You can be a little bit awkward about it, but just don't be incredibly awkward about it. So in that initial conversation, you know, oh, what do you do for work, Andrew? What, you know, are you married, Andrew? Like use those, th their name and repeat it and then that's gonna make it easier for you to remember. And then as soon as that conversation ends, I highly suggest writing down their name or typing it into your phone. And this serves a couple of purposes. Number one is that in addition to visually having the picture of them, you're gonna actually visually be able to see the letters of their name on paper, okay? So now you can visualize their name, you visualize them, and you have a couple different uh, visuals to associate with it. This also helps if you forget their name, let's say you're 20 minutes into coaching a class and then you just blank on that person's name, you can go right to your note or your phone and you can look at that person's name and then you can start using it again for the back half of that class. 
Another thing that we want to do is create an association association with that person to something else. So it could be their name is the same as a celebrity that you know or, or a pro athlete that you know. So you visualize that pro athlete with that person. Or it could be something that you learned about that person. So maybe you're talking to Joe and you learn that Joe uh, serves at a restaurant and you're trying to remember that name and visual and relate it to this person. So you can think about, okay, restaurant, Sloppy Joe's, um, and you can think about, okay, Sloppy Joe, Joe, and you have this association where every time you think about Joe or next time you see him, you can think about Sloppy Joe's, you think about the restaurant, you think about his name, and you can actually further that relationship by asking questions about his work and what he does and how work's going. And you can dive deeper into that aspect of the relationship because you've associated something else to that name. So just knowing everyone's names is not enough. You have to use people's names frequently and often in each of the classes that you coach. If you're coaching a class and you're consistently saying stuff like, great job, nice work, finish strong, and there's no name attached to that, those cues feel very empty. Those encouragements feel very, very empty. Now, if you flip that, it may not sound like a big difference, but if you say, nice job, Susie, great job, John, nice work today, if you associate that name, it makes a huge difference, okay? If you're able to use that person's name three, four, five times in a class, and you do it for different ways, it's not always just nice job, maybe one time you're asking them something personal, maybe one time you're checking in with them about how they're feeling that day, but you're always using their name in different ways, that is just going to compound over time, right? Think about it, after they're there for a month, you may have used their name 75 to 100 times. After they're there for a year, it might be thousands of times that you've used their names. Now compare that to the gym down the street where they were a member for six months and their name was never used once. What, it, what kind of difference do you think that's going to make with that person where they're part of a gym where their name has been used literally a thousand times versus the gym down the street where their name was not even used a single time, okay? I really believe that names can be a competitive advantage in our industry. I think it's that important. It is really so rare, especially in group fitness classes, but even in Globo gyms, for people to have their name remembered and used. So names, while they seem so small and simple, they really can be a competitive advantage for your gym when you master them and when you put an effort into it. So I'm gonna leave you guys with one of my favorite quotes, which is, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And learning and rem remembering people's names is step one to showing people that you care. So get on it, guys. Hey guys, this is Andrew again. Thank you for listening to the Seven Figure Box Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. We're on a mission to help box owners around the world create their dream gyms, whether that means building a seven-figure gym or simply creating a gym that they love showing up to each day. So please leave us a review and share this episode with a fellow coach or gym owner that could benefit from this information.